Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we're going to be continuing our series of previewing all 32 teams in the NFL for the 2023 fantasy football season. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to be doing this division by division. So earlier tonight, we actually recorded the Kansas City Chiefs team preview. So if you missed that one, go check it out on the episode feed if you're listening to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Music. Now, the reason why I worded that that way is because we're trying something new. Got a little bit of a setup upgrade. So I'm going to be kind of trying to record this and put this on YouTube as well as recording the podcast as you normally receive it. So if you're listening to the podcast, nothing's changing at all, but I do encourage you, go check out the YouTube page. It is Mike's Money Picks, um, and it will be up there as well. I'm also going to ask for a small favor, you guys. If you're listening on YouTube, uh, I'm doing this in a different format than I did the Kansas City Chiefs preview earlier. So I need you guys to let me know. Comment on YouTube. Um, reach out on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. Let me know any way you can which format is better, the one that I did for the Chiefs video or the one that I did for the Chargers video. All right. Now, whether you are a first time or a long time listener, um, please subscribe to the podcast feed on uh, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. Also, if you could subscribe on YouTube, Mike's Money Picks, uh, I would greatly appreciate it. It really helps me out a lot. Uh, and also, please hit the like button on the video. I'm not like those other guys. I'm not going to ask you to smash the like button. Just hit it. Just press it. Just click it. Just whatever you got to do. Click that like button, uh, and it does help me out a lot. And lastly, I'm going to be talking about all formats of fantasy football for this preview. Um, So whether you play Redraft, um, if you play Dynasty, if you play Best Ball, you can get a little something from this video. I personally have really enjoyed doing Best Ball drafts the last two off-seasons. So if you want to give Best Ball a shot, I recommend the Underdog Fantasy app. Um, Sign up on there. Use my promo code mconnolly 88 Um, It is my personal code. It is pinned on my Twitter, at Mike's Money Picks. If you use that promo code mconnolly 88 you will get your first deposit matched up to $100, and it also helps me out as well. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and start talking about the Los Angeles Chargers. Second place team in the AFC West last season, made it to the playoffs, disappointing playoff exit, but they've got a lot of guys who are going to be relevant for the 2023 fantasy football season. So let's go ahead and start with the breakdown, but first, a quick word from our friends at Spotify. So I'm realizing now that it might be a little bit awkward if you're watching on YouTube because you didn't get the Spotify advertisement. So uh, I might have a little um, something to figure out there as I'm you know, trying to do these two formats. But anyway, let's go ahead and start talking about the Chargers. So in 2022, the Chargers offense was eighth in the league in total yards and 13th in the league in total points. It was a little bit of a step backwards from what they had shown in 2021, but this was still an effective offense that was able to move the ball and able to score. This was also an offense that heavily favored the pass as opposed to the run. They passed at the second highest rate in the NFL, only behind the Buccaneers, which if you were to flip that means that they ran at the second lowest rate in the NFL. Also, again, you know, Buccaneers is the only one beating them. Now, they were also second in the NFL in total plays. Uh, And so what you're looking at here at the Chargers is you're going to have an offense that is going to be on the field a lot. They're going to be able to move the ball. They're going to be able to score points, and they're primarily going to do it through the air. Uh, Last season, 
Um, the Los Angeles Chargers led all teams in the NFL in terms of fantasy production from the running back position, um, which should come as no surprise given that Austin Eckler finished as RB1. Um, but it's largely because they targeted the running back position in the passing game more than any other team in the league. Now, that might have a little something to do with kind of how the season went last year for the Chargers. Um, so let's go ahead and start breaking that down week by week. So in terms of weekly finishes, uh, Justin Herbert not his best year. He had two top five weekly finishes, only two the entire season. Now, if you were to expand that and to make it kind of starter quality, so top 10, he was only top 10 in eight weeks. So that's about half the season Justin Herbert finished in the top 10. Now, if you flip it to the running back position for the Chargers, though, Austin Eckler was an absolute machine. He finished as the running back number one in four separate weeks. He was top five in 10 total weeks. They played 17 games. He was top five over half of them. And he only had one week, week one, where he finished as a non-fantasy starter outside the top 25. Now, if you're looking on YouTube, you can see the chart. If you're listening on Spotify, I can tell you this much. There was only one other week where any Chargers running back finished in the top 25, and that was Joshua Kelly in week five. So this was pretty much a one-man wrecking crew at the running back position last year. This was not running back by committee. It was running back by Austin Eckhart, and he was dominant. Now, at the wide receiver position, things get really weird. So basically, the health of the wide receiver room for the Los Angeles Chargers was really just not great last year. You had Mike Williams missing four games. You had Keenan Allen missing essentially eight games. Uh, Josh Palmer missed a game also. Jalen Guyton missed most of the season. Um, so just a whole lot of injuries in this receiving core. And if you go back and look at what Justin Herbert did, Justin Herbert was really ineffective in the weeks where most of his receivers are out, particularly week nine and week 10, where he finished outside the top 15 in both weeks. Now, the Chargers themselves, the scoring for the receive, receiving position was pretty erratic um, when you look at the course of the whole season. Mike Williams is the ultimate boom or bust fantasy wide receiver. He had four top 10 weeks in 13 games played. Um, and the others, you just look at a whole lot of not fantasy starter caliber weeks. But when he did start, he did give you a good performance. It's why Mike Williams, in my opinion, has a lot more value in best ball fantasy formats than he does in season-long fantasy formats because he can give you those spike weeks. Now, Keenan Allen is really worth talking about because Keenan Allen returned from injury full-time from week 11 on. And after week 11, he was pretty doggone good for the Los Angeles Chargers. He finished as a fantasy starter every single week since he returned from injury. That's seven straight weeks, and he ended the season as wide receiver one in week 18 with top 10 performances in week 14 and week 16. Now, Josh Palmer and DeAndre Carter were both great uh, in spurts when Mike Williams and Keenan Allen missed games. Josh Palmer peaked in week 11 where he was wide receiver three. Now, the receivers missing games also led its way to tight end Gerald Everett having a solid season also. He started off the season really hot. Um, he kind of cooled off as the season went on, but he still was a productive fantasy tight end. Uh, he did end up having five top 10 weeks uh, last season. All right, so that does it for the weekly finishes. Now let's kind of break down where each player stood at the end of the season and where I have them heading into next season. So first up is Justin Herbert. So Justin Herbert, uh, very disappointing last year. He was drafted as the third quarterback off the board in most fantasy leagues, and he finished the season as quarterback 11. 
Um, in terms of fantasy points per game, he was quarterback 15. Now, I think you can attribute that a lot to the health of his wide receiver room, right? Like he just wasn't as productive because he didn't have the guys to throw to that he previously did. He also, in the season, you can call this an outlier because each of his first two seasons, he had at least three rushing touchdowns, but last season he did not score a rushing touchdown. So I think last season really might have been more of an outlier season for Justin Herbert as opposed to the sign of the norm. You also look at it, he was not passing the ball as deep as he was usually. Um, he was 32nd in the league in air yards per attempt, which means that pretty much his throws were not going very far. Uh, and so you're looking at this year, the Los Angeles Chargers are going to have a new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore coming over from the Cowboys, um, who likes to throw the ball a little more deep downfield than previous offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi did. So what I think you're going to see with Justin Herbert this year is I think you're going to see a much better fantasy season than we saw last year. You know, last year finishing his quarterback 15 in fantasy points per game. It's just not great for Justin Herbert. And I expect this year to be a lot better because I think he's going to be throwing the ball downfield a lot more with those healthy wide receivers. And I think he is also going to have a little bit of more um, of an impact in the run game. You know, Kellen Moore coming over from Dallas, Dak Prescott would give you some rushing yards and rushing touchdowns as well. So I really do think everything is trending upward as opposed to where it was last season for Justin Herbert. He comes in my ranks as quarterback eight for the 2023 season. All right, now we got to talk Austin Eckler. So Austin Eckler finished last season as running back one overall. Like I said, he was pretty much a one-man workhorse in the backfield for the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, in the 2021 season, he finished as running back two in terms of fantasy points per game. And he's also scored at least 18 touchdowns in each of the last two seasons. And he's caught 70 balls in each of the last two seasons. So what you're looking at with Austin Eckler is a super consistent fantasy commodity and it's largely because of how many passes he catches. He led all running backs in catches last year. And if you look at the usage stats, he just had like a super high amount of volume, high amount of opportunities. He was number one in targets among all running backs. He was number one in weighted opportunities among all running backs. He was number one in red zone touches among all running backs. And all that opportunity led to being number one in touchdowns among all running backs. So just Austin Eckhart, all that workload, and it ended up with being the most productive running back in all fantasy football. Now, what is also interesting is I don't even think that last year was his ceiling. Last year, he only had a snap share of 61.9%. Um, if he becomes like a true workhorse running back, like this is like a make-or-break year for Austin Eckler with the Chargers. So if they decide to run him into the ground, a la what the Raiders did with Josh Jacobs last year, you could see that snap share and that opportunity share actually go up a little bit. And I think that he actually has a higher ceiling than what he did last year, which, by the way, was running back one. So Austin Eckler, just an absolute great fantasy commodity. I think he's going too low in best ball drafts right now, if I'm being honest. In best ball drafts, he's going as like the seventh or eighth player off the board. I would have him um, coming in at about fourth in best ball drafts and about fourth in overall fantasy drafts. Austin Eckler is my running back two heading into next season, only trailing Christian McCaffrey. Now, Keenan Allen has been the lead receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers ever since they were the San Diego Chargers half a decade ago. His rookie year was all the way back in 2013. Now, Keenan Allen has been a very good fantasy player um, pretty much for the, the latter half of the last decade, right? If you look at his last four seasons, 
He has finished in the top 11 in fantasy points per game amongst receivers in each of the last four seasons, uh, and he's done it without having a huge amount of volume scoring touchdowns. He's never scored more than eight touchdowns in a season. Now, granted, last year he only played 10 games. 2020, he only played 14 games. So you're looking at a guy who, when he is healthy, is one of the best fantasy wide receivers you can ask for because he's getting a consistent workload and he's going to be getting a consistent um, opportunity to score a lot of fantasy points. Last year, he had a 22.5% target share, 27.8% target rate, which is pretty solid if we're being honest, but not like elite, elite solid, like not to a point where he couldn't sustain that. Right, like if you look at a lot of the total volume numbers for Keenan Allen, they're going to be skewed because of how much, uh, how many, how many games he missed last season. So I like target share and target rate for giving a good picture of this guy was still heavily involved in the offense when he played. And we already mentioned earlier when he came back from injury, he was a fantasy starter week in and week out. So Keenan Allen um, should, if healthy easily be able to come back to wide receiver 11 in terms of fantasy points per game. Um, I think there are other guys who, um, because of his injury history, because of his age, I think there's some guys out there that have a little more upside than Keenan Allen. So Keenan Allen checks in as my wide receiver 17, I'm sorry, wide receiver 16 heading into next season. Uh, and I think he's a great commodity in best ball. If you're going to be stacking with Justin Herbert, I think he's a great guy to have. Now, Mike Williams has been the Chargers wide receiver too for pretty much the last five years, ever since he was a rookie in 2017. Last year, he finished his wide receiver 32 overall, even though he did miss four games. Um, and so he did finish as wide receiver 20 in terms of fantasy points per game. Mike Williams is kind of the boom or bust fantasy commodity. He's like the opposite of Keenan Allen, right? Because Keenan Allen is just a guy who is going to be getting these short and intermediate targets. They're going to be there week in, week out. The production is going to be there week in, week out. Mike Williams is going to be getting the deep shots, the contested catches, um, just opportunities that are not consistent because they're not only going to require accuracy for the quarterback, but they're going to require him to come down with more difficult catches than what Keenan Allen's getting out of the slot. So Mike Williams, definitely much more boom or bust. But when you look at the target share and target rate, they were both significantly lower um, than Keenan Allen. But when you look at um, the average depth of target and the number of deep targets, they're much higher than that of Keenan Allen. Now, the one thing that kind of worries me about Mike Williams is they did draft a rookie wide receiver, Quentin Johnston, coming out of TCU. However, Quentin Johnston is one of the prospects out of the NFL draft this year that I didn't really know what to do with. Um, you know, I've mentioned this on the podcast here before. I am a big Texas Longhorns fan, so I ended up watching a lot of TCU this year just because I like to keep up with the Big 12. And Quentin Johnston, he's a good player, but he's a weird player because he's six foot three. You, you look at him and he just looks like an absolute physical specimen. He looks like a guy who's just be able to beat every corner to every jump ball, but that's just not how he plays. He's a six three receiver that plays like he's about five eleven. Most of Quentin Johnston's big plays last season came from taking a screen pass or taking a slant route to the house from you know pretty much the line of scrimmage or it came in just absolutely torching a secondary in a blown coverage or you know like a post route where he got inside leverage and, and it just wasn't really 
he's not the same type of player as Mike Williams. Mike Williams is the shot guy and the contested catch guy. Quentin Johnston is like the speed guy, the yards after the catch guy, even though in terms of height and weight, they're not too far apart. You know, it's weird how two guys who are pretty much the same size play so differently. So also, when you take a look at Quentin Johnston's numbers in college, he did not command a whole lot of a target share. He only had a 21.2% target share at TCU um, last season. So I, I don't think he's going to be a guy that comes in and just immediately takes away all these targets from Mike Williams and from Keenan Allen. However, what I will say, Quentin Johnston is an insurance policy. He is a guy who, if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams get hurt, now you have a guy who profiles as a guy who can come in and carry a large target share, a guy who can come in and play a role out wide and give you a lot of production. And so I think, you know, we, we use the term handcuff and fantasy a lot for running backs. I wouldn't say that Quentin Johnston is a handcuff, but Quentin Johnston is a guy whose value would go up exponentially should Keenan Allen or Mike Williams ever miss games. Now, injuries are super hard to predict. Um, I would never be a proponent of like expecting a guy to get injured, but if you are just banking on history and you're looking at what Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have done in their career and you're like, hey, I think it's fairly likely that these guys are going to get hurt, Quentin Johnston would be a good guy to invest in because I think he could be a primary beneficiary of that. Josh Palmer is still in Los Angeles as well. And another guy that I think is interesting, he didn't play much last season, but it was Jalen Guyton. Um, in fact, let me take a look and see exactly how many games Jalen Guyton missed last year. Um, so Jalen Guyton last year, he only played three games, but he was the Chargers' fastest wide receiver. He is their best deep threat. Uh, and so I actually really think Jalen Guyton needs to be on your radar if you're in a deep league or a dynasty league or a best ball league because if Kellen Moore really opens up this offense and allows Justin Herbert to throw deep, then I think you're going to see some shots to Jalen Guyton as the team's fastest player. So in terms of wide receivers that are draftable in a standard redraft league, I got Keenan Allen as wide receiver 16. I got Mike Williams as my wide receiver 33, and I have Quentin Johnson as my wide receiver 47. If you are playing best ball, I really like taking Justin Herbert in best ball because I do think he's going to have some ceiling games with the offense being a little bit more opened up to him. Um, and I would highly recommend stacking at least two of these guys if you're playing best ball because again you don't know what's going to happen with the health and Quentin Johnston he's going to be a big play guy he's going to be a guy who might only take two catches to get you 15 fantasy points so uh, I would be a big proponent of taking Mike Williams Quentin Johnston and Keenan Allen at least getting two of them in your best ball leagues it would probably be a little bit easier to get Mike Williams and Quentin Johnston now let's talk about the tight end position real quick so Gerald Everett I had the perception last year that he was like doing better than he was, but he finished his tight end 13. I really felt like, just my perception when I went back and looked at numbers, I really felt like he was a top 10 fantasy tight end last year, but I guess not. Um, but he did finish his tight end 13. I really think he was a big time beneficiary of um, the wide receiver health last year uh, where we had Keenan Allen and um, Mike Williams injured a whole lot. He ended up with 87 total targets from the tight end position. That's eighth in the league. Um, and he played a lot out of the slot as well. That's kind of the health of Keenan Allen impacting that. He, he ran 100 and, or played 182 snaps out of the slot position uh, and ran 398 total routes um, from, the t um, from his tight end position. So you're just looking at a guy who had a lot of big time volume because of the injuries. I don't know if that volume is going to be there. However, what I will say is that with Kellen Moore coming over, 
Um, Kellen Moore is a guy who pretty much revolutionized Dalton Schultz's career in the last two years, um, taking him from a guy who like nobody had heard of into one of the top five tight ends in, in fantasy football last year. And so I really think that if Kellen Moore is running his offense the way he wants to, he's going to be utilizing his tight end as a pass catcher. So I really do like Gerald Everett in that role. Um, however, I, I, I just think there's other guys with more upside. I think that volume's not going to be there because of um, – you know, all the the health issues that they had last season. Um, so I do have Gerald Everett as my tight end 17 heading into next season. All right, so that does it for the Los Angeles Chargers team preview. Um, so hopefully you got all the information that you need there um, in terms of where you want to draft these Chargers, whether it's your redraft league, your dynasty league, your best ball league. Um, hopefully we went over all the relevant statutes you need to know about this Chargers offense and about what you can look um, forward to heading to next season. Like I said, I really think this is going to be a good year for the Chargers offense. I really like Justin Herbert. I think last year was the exception, not the norm. Uh, and I really do think that this could be a big bounce back year for him with that healthy and expanded receiving course. So really looking forward to seeing what the Chargers do. Now, if you are watching on YouTube, please hit the like button. Please subscribe to the channel. really does help me out a lot. If you're listening to the podcast, subscribe to the podcast feed. Um, that helps me out a lot also. Please rate and review on Spotify or on Apple. Um, and then also, as I asked at the start of the video, if you watch this video and the Chiefs video, please let me know which format you like better. I'm trying to figure out a way that I can do this efficiently while giving you guys the information that you need. Um, so I got those two formats. Please let me know in the comments which one you like better or reach out to me on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. You can comment through there as well. Also, if you subscribe to the podcast feed, you'll be notified when new episodes drop. Like next week, we're going to have a lot of content coming your way for Golf's U.S. Open. It's a big week in the sport of golf, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. We're also going to have all other 30 NFL teams with a team preview here coming to the podcast, um, so you'll be notified when those drop also. All right, that does it for this episode, guys. Best of luck to you and all your fantasy endeavors in 2023. Thank you guys for listening. I will see you next time.